Welcome back to the Rockcast, brought to you by Onyx Hunt Maps and Rockslide.com. Jordan here, and this week we have one of my favorite people on, Travis Hobbs, and we are going to discuss road camps. I hunted with Travis and Robbie a few years back, and Travis had like a dialed-in, uh, you know, wall tent camp, and so we wanted to to go through that and just talk about, you know, why it's so nice to have good things. Uh, that's like the right tools for the job to keep you comfortable. And yeah, with that, we're going to dive into trap. All right, Travis, thanks for coming on again, man. Yeah, you bet, Jordan. Always a good time. Heck yeah. What uh, what do you have coming up for like road type hunts? I don't know I say road hunts, but like where you're going to have a yeah, road Yeah, so camp. like where we're based camp out of a road. So I actually have um, a tag in Idaho. We'll be doing that for sure. Uh, and then I got, well, let's see, I got a tag in Utah it'll be a little later we'll be doing the same type of thing and then um me and robbie are going on a hunt like so it'll be in november uh yeah we'll be doing the same thing so yeah it's gonna be awesome um i'm, I'm pretty excited i'm excited for it to cool down for sure yeah at uh at what point do you like logistically looking at a hunt at what point do you say okay i'm gonna do a road style camp instead of like packing in so I guess it kind of depends on the unit topography, uh, just like being efficient, I guess, more than anything. But I definitely, as the later seasons come, and I feel like I'm not working so hard to get like super far in the backcountry, um, like those late October, November type hunts. I'm kind of working transitional deer. There's a bunch of snow on the ground, so I'm not really in that super high country. Um, that's kind of how I look at it. Uh, and not to say that I won't pack in or I, you know, but it just seems like I'm more efficient if I almost do like a truck style camp. Um, we can just have a super comfortable camp, um, eat good food. I'm a, such a big proponent. Like I love like to be super comfortable and to just, instead of just out there, barely scraping by and like when it's cold and miserable, like I just love to be super comfortable. I think it makes such a big difference. Um, just on how hard you hunt and like just keeping a positive attitude. And I think that's so important in hunting. I really do like when it's cold and miserable. Oh yeah. And then you get into those later dates too, and the days are shorter. So you're yep. rolling into camp at five o'clock at night instead of 10 o'clock at night. Like, it's so true. A lot of time to just sit there. And yeah. And you like it. Yep. And if you're in like a little, and I've done it, like, you know, you're sitting in a little pup tent, you got no heater, you're freezing, you're soaking wet because you've been wandering in through snow, man, it, I don't know, there's probably some tougher guys out there, but like, I know for me, it really takes it out of me. Like when you're soaking wet, I mean, temperatures in like that single digits or even less, I mean, it could be, or even, even if it's even warmer, but say the wind's blowing and you're just, when you're wet, it's so cold. It's just, it's just, it's miserable. And I think a lot of guys just, you know, they just don't end up hunting. Like, I mean, I can think of so many examples, like when me and you and Robbie oh, yeah. uh, a few years ago, you remember that guy, like we're out primetime hunting and there's this guy getting out of his tent and he looks honestly like he might be frozen to death. And yeah. we've been up for four hours. We've got coffee on, you know, it's just, 
that's the difference. I think you can just make so uh, such a better use of your time being warm, comfortable. And when you're dry and happy, it just, you, you hunt hard and good food and all that stuff. It makes such a big difference. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, it does for sure. I had to laugh. Like I put out some questions like a, you know, questionnaire thing, like both on the forums and then on my phone or on my Instagram too gathering questions and one guy commented and was like what is there to talk about like you just bring you know a bunch of stuff and make it comfortable and I'm like man what is there not to talk about like there's so many different things and I think more so like efficiency like doing it as much as you have like you know efficiently having your stuff set up and like knowing how you're going to do your food like how you want to pack things for sure just makes it makes such a big difference instead of getting back there and just having everything like honestly just be a shit show yeah no a hundred percent yeah yeah so i wanted to talk about like quick before we dive into like specific things like your evolution of your road camp equipment like was there a time where you just like threw out a you know a dome tent or whatever and like didn't really have a heater and just like oh yeah super minimalistic oh yeah absolutely so like years ago, I was, uh, I was really like, I, I, I felt like I got to be tough. You know what I mean? I can't be, I can't be like, I, I was just, Oh, I'll just, I'll deal with it. You know? And I remember there was times, uh, camping in the back of my truck, like just sleeping in the back of my truck, like freezing to death. I remember sleeping in a s- stupid, like, um it was like a four-man like tent uh I remember waking up soaking wet cold miserable I did that for years like but I back then and not that I will but like when I was younger I just thought I don't need all that stuff like I, I oh I don't need all this wall tent and everything and when I grew up as a kid I had all of it like my dad and my family like had tents and trailers and were really set up for that late season. And then, you know, when you're thinking you're the toughest guy on earth, you don't have to worry about it. And I mean, honestly, I started to be honest with myself. Like when you're so miserable and so cold and you can't dry out, I don't care who you are. I mean, maybe there's some, maybe there's this, a couple guys that are just freaks of nature and can handle it, whatever. But I know for the most part that most people just, they really start to dwindle and you might wake up early. I know for me, I'd wake up early first couple days. And then by day four, Jordan, it's like, I can't even get like you start. Maybe I ought to sleep in a little longer. (laughs) I don't want to get out. You know, it's super cold. So that's kind of when I started to make like better to sit, like started to think about this, like it's better to be comfortable and hunt hard and make, the best use of your time because that's what it all boils down to is everybody's limited on time. You know, that's, that's my opinion. I think I'm limited on time. I know everybody else is too. Oh yeah. Yep. For sure. Yeah. It, uh, sometimes, you know, I'll get the comment of like, whether people want to go with like a camper or a wall tent and, you know, people like cuss campers or whatever, because, it basically makes you more comfortable and they're like, well, yeah. it just enables you. You just don't want to leave it. And I'm like, man, I don't want to leave my sleeping bag when I'm yeah, in a freaking little tent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, 
that's so right. And when it's super cold, you don't want to get out. Like, and I don't care who you are. I mean, and you might do it. You might be good for three or four days. days, Yeah. Yeah. The average person can be like, yeah. And you're excited. The hunt's new, but man, when that hunt starts dragging on and you're on day five, day six, you've been soaking wet for three to four days. A lot of guys, I think they just give up. They just go home or they don't, they're definitely not out there in that prime time like it's so important like i am such a proponent of like you have to be out there like i I, like on a typical morning i want to be up a couple hours before the sun even comes up i want everything in order like i want to be to my glassing spot in the dark like ready to rock and roll because it's like that golden few minutes makes such a big difference even in the later season like i'm i'm such a i i really believe in it and if you're cold and miserable your feet are cold you're wet you didn't even get to dry out i i don't know i i really think i don't care what anybody says the more comfortable you are the harder you will hunt the longer you will stay the more time you'll put in Season is finally here, everybody, and let this be your reminder to make sure to download all of your Onyx Hunt Maps into offline mode before you head out into the field and lose service. And if you don't have Onyx Hunt Maps yet, go to onyxmaps forward slash hunt and use code ROCKCAST at checkout. You'll get 20% off. Go on, download the app, and you're just going to have a a mapping app that is right at your fingertips. Definitely helps with uh, decision-making and certainly helps with dropping pins and just keeping things organized. So it is a great tool in the backcountry. I don't think anybody can dispute that. Go to onyxmaps.com forward slash hunt to check it out. There are a few things that I love more than waking up on the crisp September mornings and glassing for bucks, listening for bugles, and just enjoying my time out in the field. And I really do think that that is enhanced by some good coffee. My go-to is Black Rifle Coffee's Instant Coffee Packs. Uh, They're small little packet sticks. They dissolve right into the water. You're not chewing on any grounds or any crazy things like that. They taste great, and they're great for mornings, of course, and then also a midday pick-me-up, which I really do enjoy. So go to blackriflecoffee.com. If you use code ROCKSLIDE with your order, you will receive 20% off. Go check it out. If you're anything like me, uh, you're always trying new gear stuff. Doesn't matter what time of year it is, even if it's in the middle of September, you're swapping things around. A great way to save some cash on that is actually to get cash back over just saving money at a sale or something. And with ActiveJunkie.com, you can do that. So go to ActiveJunkie.com forward slash rockslide. It's going to give you access to some of the favorite outdoor and hunting brands. But overall, on the Active Junkie website, they have 1,500 brands and retailers. Basically, what they're doing is they're giving you cash back for clicking through to the brand or retailer you want to purchase through, through their website. So let's say you want a new sleeping pad. Yours went flat. You want to do that through Shields. Go to ActiveJunkie.com. Go to the Shields logo. Click on it. It's going to take you to the Shields website. You're going to purchase your new sleeping pad. Shields is going to ship that to you. And then Active Junkie is going to give you cash back up to 20% cash back for that purchase. So it's a great way to stack on with sales that the brand retailer is already doing and then get some cash back on the back end. So it's a great way to purchase gear. Check out activejunkie.com forward slash rock slide for more info. 
So this September, I think everybody can agree, has been absolutely hotter than hell so far. And got me thinking it's really important to have good clothing to keep you cool, comfortable, and deadly, really. Um, Firstlight.com has you covered on that. They have everything you could ever need from early to the late season. This September, I have been rocking the Wick t-shirt a whole bunch. Um, Super comfortable t-shirt. I also love the Wick hoodie version of that. And for pants, I've just been using my like one pant to do it all in pretty much all the seasons, the Corgit Foundry Pant. You get a knee pad option. You can take them out if you don't like them. They have giant hip vents, which are, you know, key for uh, ventilation. And then the material is heavy enough that it'll take you all the way through the late season. You can find all of that and tons more at firstlight.com. So like rolling into some of the stuff that you use, what, when you purchased this stuff, like what was your mindset of like how many people you're going to have? Like, does that play a role in it if you're hunting by yourself versus multiple people? Kind of what was your like mindset when you put this kit together? Yeah. So I kind of have, I, I am kind of set up uh, in a couple different ways. Um, I'm kind of set up, I have a way to go. Like if it's just like me or me and the wife, but then I kind of have, you know, a setup like, so if there's a few buddies that are coming, um, like for me and the wife, I do have like a pretty, it, it's a, it's very similar. It's a, well, it's a teepee. Um, it's called, it's a wild side systems. And that's not a very, um, they're kind of a, not a lot of people know about them, but anyways, mm-hmm. it's a floored, it's a teepee with a floor in it. Um, and then I use a Kafaru stove inside that. Um, that can be very efficient. Like it's very quick. It's easy to set up. It's not like a super big pain. Um, I can even pack that in like, obviously like it's super, it's lightweight. Um, I can pack it in. It's not a big deal, but I've also used that for like roadside camping. Um, I honestly, though, as it gets later, I prefer to go heavier. So I do have like an enclosed trailer. Um, you've seen that Jordan, I kind of oh, yeah. set up and we, and it's very similar to like Jordan's, like I kind of set up my enclosed trailer, um, to pull a side by side in it. And then it's like, I got a heater in it. Um, just some basic, it's just very nice, like to be super dry that way, but it does get cramped, you know, like it's nice to be mobile in the trailer, but if I'm going to be there for, you know, 10 days, uh, even a week, I'd prefer the wall tent. So that's when I start using wall tents. And I have, I bought, I I'm a little different instead of buying one big tent, I actually have two Davis tents and I have, uh, I guess I'll just jump into that Jordan. Like, so I have, so they're two, they're 12 by 14s. Um, I like to have one set up as kind of a sleep tent and then one kind of set up as a cook tent. And the whole reason I like that is like, if it's just me or a, me and like maybe two buddies, whatever, we can totally get by with one. But it's if you're going to be there for a week or even, you know, some of these hunts, like I'll go, I'll set them up and I'll stay like 14 days. So I might even go home for a while, but I'll leave the tent up and kind of come back. 
And that's just super nice to like base camp out of those tents and like have them really set up. So I'll set one up like a kitchen and one is a sleep tent. Um, I feel like that just gives a little more room uh, for the kitchen, all that stuff. And then you're just more versatile doing that way. I'm just a big fan of that. I know that's kind of different as a lot of people kind of set up uh like a bigger tent or would buy just one big tent but Mm -hmm. the whole my whole deal is is a big tent it's it's kind of a lot of work too it is like you get some of those big tents i would say i have the same one i have that i have a 12 by 14 that i got through davis as the antelope package so it came with like the floor and the you know internal like framing and it came with a stove and it kind of like had some extras that came with it if you did the whole package deal and then i have that little go tent and that's that thing's really nice uh if you're setting it up as one person but that 12 by 14 like you can set it up as one person it is kind of a job yeah yeah that and that's the whole deal is so kind of being versatile and it's hard to buy have all this stuff but over time I think you can just kind of start acquiring these pieces and then you're a little more set up too. Cause like, if you have that 12, like, like in your case, like have that 12 by 14, maybe there's a few of you going, you can kind of use that. You can, I, it's just nice to have, I think to have multiple tents and just makes you more versatile that way. Yep. And then as far as just in general, some sizing stuff, I'm just looking at Davis tents website right now. They're um, they're 12 by 14. They say it sleeps too. 14 by they kind of they changed a lot of their they changed their sizing a little bit they went to a 12 by 15 uh for the antelope and that is sleeps oh interesting all right yeah 14 by 15 sleeps four 14 by 20 sleeps four also and then 16 by 20 sleeps six so gives you an idea i like how davis is saying that on the person count because i feel like some places like they talk about like a 12 by 14 like you're gonna pack six of you or seven of yeah. you in there it's like get all your gear and all that stuff and try to do that like there's no way no, i think that's a really be... good estimate they're putting together there so yeah. yeah two people in my experience with mine like two people with a stove and then you can throw a table up on one side and cook in it like that's okay yep you can do it like that and that's a pretty decent size for it but like last well i guess it wasn't last year's a few years ago now like when we were using your setup with those two tents like it worked really good i had my little go tent set up next to you guys and then we had the cook tent in between us and then like your guys' sleeping tent was on the end and that was really nice for like a rendezvous point like you could spread your gear out a little bit more and um yeah it was just a nice rally point yeah for sure and it's so nice like like you we were talking about like the days i mean like what are you like when it gets dark at six o'clock you know the time changes like i don't know you're gonna hang out and it's so nice to have a place to go and hang out where you're not like hanging out over everybody's cots like i usually set up some tables in the cook tent you can cook dinner there's tons of room to like lay out go through gear for the next day like i'm just such a big fan of that Yep. And then I think too, like, uh, some questions I've seen that roll around is like, you know, a teepee, like you were talking about kind of that style, you know, getting like a really big teepee to have everybody stay in. And I say that like one spot that the wall tent, like really kicks a teepee's ass is just like headspace and yes. being able to walk around. 
I completely agree. And it's so nice to be able to like sit around on like full size chairs, stand up. Everybody's you're not tripping over each other. Like I completely agree and have like, you know, tables, full size tables. Like we did, we recorded a podcast inside the tent, you know, and like got a full size table in there. Um, well, multiple tables and, you know, just tons of room to work around. Everybody could prepare gear for the next day. And that's super comfortable. You're just, it's so nice. Instead of being outside like that night, I think one of those nights, you know, it was a blizzard outside and it's like, man, when you're inside of a tent and you can, it's just, it's, I, I love it. I love that system. And I just love being comfortable and organized. I think it's such a big deal. Yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention too, is on those wall tents, if you're doing later season hunts, uh, I would recommend putting a, uh, like a rain fly over the top of it. So basically just like tarp over the top of the tent, uh, that trip that I was on with you guys, I didn't have a tarp on my tent. It like rained and froze and snow, um, snowed and froze and melted a little bit and then froze again. I looked ridiculous trying to load that tent because it yeah. was just me and I like couldn't fold it as tight as it was when it was dry. It was really heavy. And I think like all that could have been avoided by just, you know, having that rain fly. Yeah, no, it makes such a difference. Like Davis, I love, I can't remember which fly. I think they have a couple different ones and I get like their, I've bought their heavier ones and I actually really love, they have one with like a porch system and that's super yeah. nice to have. Um, you, you have that picture, like, and you could see it if anybody's looking, but like, so the rain fly comes out over the door. And so you could put like a camp chef or like your cooking stuff that you don't want to like smoke everybody out inside the tent. It's super nice to have that. So like, if it's snow and rain and whatever, you can still cook and be like protected. And then you have that, that flies built right in. So it protects Like, it's a super nice feature. Like I'm such a fan of that. Yeah. Yep. They, uh, actually after, after I talked about that, I think on a podcast, they, uh, they recommended I get the extended version as well. So I have that too. I haven't used it yet, but I have the wall tent packed and I think I'm going to set it up next to the trailer and we'll probably like sleep in the trailer and whatever, yeah. but having that tent is going to be a place we can like extend our gear out a little bit more, maybe cook in it. And, um, yeah. Anyways. That's yeah. And one thing that I do love about it, like tents that I wanted to mention too, over like a trailer, man, those late season hunts, everybody's soaked. Like you, you got mud all over, whatever. It's super nice to be able to go in and hang out in a place like a wall tent where it's not like a really super big deal. Like, Oh, you got mud on your, you know what I mean? It's just not, yeah. I, you don't have to worry about like, it's not so much work as far as cleaning in the future and all that stuff. So it's pretty nice that way. Like as a hangout spot. Yeah. That's a super good point. Um, all right. Accessories and like things you add in your tent. And I would say this goes for like your stove too. So a few things I have, um, Davis actually makes like some hangers that will hang from the poles, the internal poles you can hang stuff on. They make like these organizer things. I'm sure like other companies make other things as well. Um, I was going to say the torch tip for a propane bottle for helping yep. light the stove. Um, like go full size chairs for sure. Uh, like folding tables, make sure you have some lights. I think we'll touch on that a little bit more. And then I think that's all I have. Yeah, like the, 
I am such a fan. Davis is, um, no matter what brand you have, I think you could use a, if you have like an internal uh, frame yeah. pull system in your wall tent, serious, if you don't have these, they're, I, I don't know, Jordan, do you have their website pulled up? Like they are super cheap, like they're organizers. They are so nice. They hang inside the tent, like along the walls. Like I am such a fan. They are game changer. They also have this, I can't even remember what they're called, but they hang from the poles and like you can dry glove. Like they're basically like a way to hang like coats, gloves, all that kind of thing from the poles. Like I am a super big fan and Davis has that. I think there was another company I can't remember the, a buddy of mine had, and I can't remember who made it, but just a way to like hang your stuff in the tent and be organized. So it's not sitting up like everything laying on the ground. Um, the other thing is, is there's a couple companies that make, they call it a caught tree. Um, like Cabela's has one. That's what I have. Um, I think there's probably a couple other companies. It's super nice though, that you can hang like your gear as far as like, Oh, uh, you could hang, I mean, clothing, all that stuff, anything that gets wet, like your gaiters, gloves, all that kind of stuff and hang it up. So it's really nice. And it just dries. Like you get a little bit of elevation in those wall tents and it's so nice because it just, everything dries so much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're like really nice. Any kind of accessories, anything like that that you can add on is like, seems like it's always nice is there anything specific you do for a cot or do you just um, have like i'm a, a big fan of like <laughs> i go overkill like if <laughs> i'm camping out of the truck like i want a big pad i want a big comfortable cot that's just i mean and a super warm sleeping bag that's super comfortable i get like a full size i buy the biggest sleeping bag <laughs> that i can get um I'm just a big fan of like having just being super comfortable. Like uh, the, I'm trying to remember, I think it's Cabela's man. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's like a four inch. There's a pad that goes on top of the yeah. cot. Like it's like sleeping at home. It's super nice, super comfortable. And I think all that kind of stuff, if you're camping uh, from the truck, I, I'm like, why not? Why not bring that? Oh Yeah. Um, there's been a sleeping bag that I've been wanting to try for this kind of thing, but I just haven't been doing a lot of roadside hunts the last couple of years, but it's the Western, it, let's see, it's called the Western Hunter sleep system from, you get it at the westernhunter.net, like the Western Hunter magazine. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. It like, it has, you got like your sleeping bag and it's like one of those, you know, like canvas with like the flannel on the inside, but there's like, oh yeah three different flannel layers in it so you can like if you put like two layers underneath of you so only one is over the top of you then it's like you know a 20 degree bag but if you put all three layers on you it's kind of like adding blankets oh i'd like and, to check that out that sounds awesome yeah seriously so i would really like yeah that's awesome yeah. And I think just being comfortable and all that stuff. I mean, like when weight's not really an issue, I mean, you can't go crazy, but I mean, within reason, I think it's well worth it to be super comfortable. I think it makes all the difference in the world and those sleeping bags too. Um, I know 
Like, I think the one I bought is like, uh, I think it's called like the, they're from Cabela's and they're like their trapper series. I mean, they're super heavy. You're not going to pack these in. Mm -hmm. They're like a flannel line canvas, but they're like super reasonable. Like they're not very expensive. I'm thinking like, I think you can get them, especially on like discount for, I mean, they're super reasonable. Like like 120 bucks. bucks. Yeah. Yeah. 30 brand new. And I do like one thing I will say, um, there's something to be said about wall tents and like critters getting in them. Um, I know Robbie's had some issues. I think Robbie shot a skunk inside his wall. <laughs> oh, he did. I forgot about <laughs> yeah. that. So um, funny. One thing I've had is I left my down, like I had a nice down bag on top of my cot and mice actually got into my tent and actually gnawed like some holes in my sleeping bag so it's all i feel a lot better like using like one of those cabela's like a hundred dollar sleeping oh. bag and if they not a hole in it i'm not so worried about it versus you know a 500 dollar down bag or something yeah you know that's a really good point because that's something i typically don't switch up is i just usually use like the same bag that i've yeah. had but i just got um I'm going to have to call them about this too, but uh, I got the sleeping bag cover that Davis tent started making. They wanted me to do oh, yeah. a review on one. So I got one. Um, well, I, I left it like up in camp and it has a couple holes in it now. I didn't have oh, my sleeping yeah. bag in it. Thank goodness. I like put that away and it's like sleep or stuff sack or whatever, but yeah, now the yeah, you uh, just, like some mice or pack rats or something. Yeah. That has to be what it was. Yep, I'm but, sure. Uh, oh man, well, yeah, that's a good thing. That's a good thing to note there, especially these trapper bags that aren't very expensive, like you're, like you're yeah, talking no, about and I think, right now. Yeah, I think like on uh, uh, the like around if you like wait till I think they usually do like well they used to they used to be like uh, around like Black Friday like just super screaming deals I think like Sportsman's Warehouse they have another brand like their own um, I mean they're they're nothing you want to backpack or anything but like for truck camping or something um, mix them up with I, I also like those canvas cutters like I'm a big fan of those um, just to like as some protection you could put uh, uh, that's just something else to mix in you could look at that um to protect your bag just be a little more i don't know ready to rock and roll or easier to move but stuff like that i just think it's 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 awesome it's cheap it's not crazy expensive and you can be super comfortable Mm -hmm. heck yeah i like it so uh next thing about being comfortable is like heating we've talked about that a little bit already but you know wood heat from a you know big wood stove is nice. I've I think we both have the Davis tent one uh, that they call their summit stove. There you have an adapter for years that lets you run pellets in it. And yeah, should we run through that and talk about yeah, where you can sure. get one of those now? Yeah. So the company I I have one stove that's it's called it's a cylinder stove and I they were made in it was a little town in Utah. It's cylinder if you like google cylinder stoves i think it's actually cylinderstoves.com i'm pretty sure that's their website they're in like chester utah i'm pretty sure i'm not even sure where that is but they made for a number of years made a pellet conversion so used wood pellets like for 
the same pellets that you would use like to heat um i don't know if like listeners be familiar with like pellet wood stoves like for houses so they use those same type of pellets um they are awesome like that stove is such a game changer the problem is is they for whatever reason they got out of making it i i don't i'm not i don't know why i don't know if it was like it was all about around when um coronavirus came and like i don't know if that was what it was or what but they quit making it i have heard rumor they're gonna start again this fall but i did um this is just like i was just telling jordan about this before we did the podcast that i found another company that's making these pellet stoves and my buddy has one and he it's like working really good for him and it's riley stoves um i think is that spelled i I, we were talking about it jordan i think it's r-i-l-e-y i'm pretty sure riley stoves and they're based in montana yep rileystovecompany.com yep and they have one um it's super compact it's actually even lighter than the uh cylinder stoves one that i have and my buddy he is getting really like he's ranting and raving about it he's been using it he really likes it um i don't personally have uh any experience with it but i know it's been working really good for him um so that's another option i know guys uh they've been since we talked about that a few years ago i think i put a i put i have a video on my youtube i think um i put a little video on i don't yeah, I don't have any videos on my YouTube, but that's one you can kind of check it out and see how it burns. Like that would be a good way. Like you can look at it and they are so awesome. Like to wake up in the morning. I mean, you can, they will run eight, nine hours. I have uh, easy, no problem. Um, there is kind of a hassle about bringing those pellets. I mean, it's a little bit of a hassle. You need to keep them dry. But as far as I'm concerned, I think it's well worth it and not having to go chop a bunch of wood and do that kind of thing. Um, They definitely take up way less room than wood. And as long as you can keep those pellets dry and you can buy them at almost any hardware store, at least around here. Um, I'm in Southeast Idaho. I mean, almost every hardware store around here sells different brands of pellets. I've had better luck with certain brands. I think we've talked about that before, but I, if you can get one of those, they are a game changer. Like they are worth every dollar. As far as I'm concerned, like late season, it'll be the best money you've ever spent. Yeah. I was pretty jealous when you guys were like (laughs) sleeping all night with no, all I had was a buddy heater. And uh, I want to talk about the buddy heater too. Cause I got a question that said, can you actually die from a buddy heater? And the answer that I have heard is absolutely yes. You can. Yes. Yes. I think I know that I hear. So like there's um, back, there's like, I know there's a lot of instances I can think of, of like snow cavers having issues with buddy heaters. Um, that's like is this thing where like people go camping, they build snow caves. I've heard of issues with that. I've heard of people I, I don't know of any hunters personally, but I know like ice fishermen that have had issues in small tents with buddy heaters, like just something goes wrong. Propane is just one of them things. Like if something's not burning efficiently, um, I'm not, I'm not an expert by any means. And I, I, I know though that like there are multiple times 
I I've been, I've used them. I've used them in my horse trailer and had them shut off. And like, I'm like, why won't this thing work? I'm like, why is it not working? I even had windows cracked. And so like I opened doors on my horse trailer um, and all of a sudden it works again. Well, I'm pretty sure it was because I was running it out of oxygen. It just wasn't getting enough. Like they're definitely oh. an issue. I, I don't know if it's as dangerous in a tent. Um, I mean, I think they breathe a little better than like a airtight, but I do know it happens. Like, it's just, I, I don't think it's a good idea to run one all night. I'm not a big fan of it. No. And you know, they're, they're like a nice thing to kick on in the morning and maybe in the evening. But yeah. like, if you have a very big tent, like, unless you have like a big propane heater, like you did on that bottle. Yep. Um, that's like just the head that you screw onto the bottle, yep. you know, instead of like just having the little green canisters, like the, it just takes a lot to heat that much space. And it's kind of, it's like a wet heat and like, it definitely takes the chill off, but is not like, is nothing like a wood stove. Yeah. And that, like you said, that's, I think one of the most important things is like that wet heat. It's so true. Like you will have such a hard time with, and I've done it before. Like I have done it. I have used propane like out of convenience. Like, oh, this is super easy. I won't worry about, you know, cutting firewood, bringing my wood stove. And I brought just propane, but I'm like, you can't get like, for instance, like your gloves and all that kind of stuff that's getting wet every day. Like maybe your gaiters, your boots, man, I can never get them as dry. It's like, a wood stove like that wood stove and that wood that dry heat is so good to dry everything out not to mention it'll dry your tent out too like if it's snowing it'll dry your tent out um i i think it's 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 the only way to go like if you can do the wood stove if you can do the pellet stove and if you can't bring firewood or cut firewood when you get there because i i think it's way better i really do yeah. And I want to back up. I want to back myself up a little bit with the propane thing. The, I cannot, they're basically ventless. Like that's what those buddy heaters yeah. are. Is there a ventless propane heater? Now in, there are vented propane heaters. Like I put in the trailer and that basically vents all of the nasty stuff out as well as like that extra, uh, like the wetness to that heat it vents all that stuff outside. So you're just getting like a dry ish. I mean, I think propane yeah, I think so. in the inside, like you would at your house. Yep. There's ways to do it like that, but that's in a trailer and that's not going to work for your tent. So. Yeah. I I've heard I there was somebody, I think that had like some option of a venting system for a tent. And I kind of looked into it. And it was, I was reading reviews, like it wasn't good. I don't know if somebody knows, like, I would love for somebody to mess. Like if somebody has a really good vented system for propane that could work like with a wall tent, I would love to know about it. If it's good, I would love to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. So that is what we all do for heating. Uh, what about lighting? This is big too. Lights. Yeah um i am a big fan of the propane like uh old school lantern mm -hmm. um i've done i've used them for years i i really like it um it's just bright but nowadays like there's so many cool led options 
Um, and I've kind of been switching over to that more and more, especially like in our cook tent. Um, I usually always have like a 2000 watt generator with me. It's pretty nice to like just charge, um, you know, your cell phones, battery mm -hmm. pack, all that kind of stuff. And I've actually just brought like interior, like lights, um, like basically work lights and I've hung them up before. Um, that's super nice. If your generator's already going, like why not? But I know there's so many awesome led options. Um, I can't even remember some of them that I've used, but I really like there, there, there's awesome options. Yeah, there's a lot of options out there. There's one called Last Light that's basically like a rope LED light. And it just uses a USB connection. So you can plug that into like any kind of a little like phone charger, you know? Oh, and, yeah. That's uh, cool. it'll, it'll last for a while. I've got, because like when I was, um, well, getting into like the filming and all that stuff, I bought a Goal Zero Yeti 400. And oh, yeah. Cool. That thing, yeah. So I could charge like camera batteries. Um, I have these little goal zero lights, or like they're basically like a rope light, and I would plug those in um, in the evenings, and then like charge my phone, charge my camera batteries, and I was getting like a pretty solid week out of that thing on a charge. Oh, and that's awesome! That's yeah. great. Yeah, so it's just like a big battery, basically, that you can, you know, it's super portable. I mean, it's, it's heavy, but, um, you know, it's probably, I don't know if it's probably 30 pounds, I would imagine. Gotcha. Maybe a little more. So it's kind of heavy, um, but it's, you know, pretty portable. And, um, yeah, that works. That works pretty good, too. And for, like, charging all your stuff, so... That's what I've been doing, but I've basically been doing the same thing. I've just been using like LED, like USB lights or just battery type powered lights. And I think it's so important to like we and I, I keep like talking about it, but not to be it, it, but it's so true. Like when you're those late season hunts, man, when you're hanging out there in the tent, like for so many hours it sucks to be in the dark for that long like it's super nice to have a nice well-lit camp like organize all your gear it's such a big deal like the lighting really is i think it's super important yeah i think so too it, and it really is like an attitude changer too even on yep. these early season hunts like when we got in the tent i just have for this most of these backpacking trips we've been um we've got this rope light now that is packable but I have one of those goal zero, like it's kind of like a lantern that, um, has a little, what'd you call it? A solar panel on the top. And then it just folds flat when you're not using it. And then it like pops out kind of like an accordion and it makes like a lantern type deal. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. When you can. Who makes that? Goal zero. I'm going to have to get one of those. That yeah. sounds awesome. It's pretty sweet. And then I just throw like a Prusik knot around my center pole in the yeah. backpacking tent, like in our little teepee and hang it off of that. And, uh, yeah, being able to like, when you wake up in the morning, being able to click a light on and not have it have to be your headlamp is yeah. like just automatically puts you in a little bit better mood. I completely agree. And it's so nice to be able to like organize all your gear and like, just, you know, whether it's packing your lunch for the day or like going through all that stuff, it's just so nice. Like knowing everything's there. You're just, I don't know, even looking at maps. Um, 
I, I'm kind of old school. Um, but like doing all that kind of, it's just, it's such a big deal. I think it's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really nice. Um, all right. On to like kind of finishing up some things here, but like food and drinks seems like that's a pretty simple thing. But, uh, I think the first thing I want to ask about that is like your cooler system for food and drinks, like how you keep things like, you know, organized, I guess. Yeah. Um, I usually bring, I, I'm, I usually over cooler. I, I just feel like it's always nice to have extra coolers, whether it's like bringing meat home, whatever, but I'm kind of a big proponent of like, I love having a cooler, like that's just kind of set for drinks. Um, one thing that I think a lot of people, and I've made this mistake is I'm like, Oh, it's going to be cold. Do I really need like all these coolers? But one thing that I think is super, super important that nobody thinks about is like to keep your drinks um, from freezing. It is so important. Like a cooler will work both ways, you know, like it's going to keep your drinks from freezing. I think that's super important. There was a hunt a few years ago was just brutal cold in Idaho. It was a late season bow hunt I was on. It was super brutal cold. And honestly like that was what i was battling is like i was waking up like all my waters were just frozen every morning like it was such an issue and i did not bring enough like cooler space really i brought a small cooler that i had food in and it was like something i really battled so it's something to be said like to have a cooler not only like it's nice to have your drinks cold whatever your food cold but to just keep things from freezing that's super nice um so I usually bring a couple coolers, uh, one for food, and then I usually have one for uh, just drinks. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, on like I go all out like on a. I bring a camp chef stove to cook on. Yeah, I'm like, it's just so nice to have like a big stove that you can cook. You know, everything under the sun, whether it's Dutch ovens. Uh, I really like the camp chef option. You can buy a, like, it's like a grill box for it. Um, I mean, you can cook everything from burgers, bratwurst, all that kind of stuff, steaks, whatever. And then um, you can also get like their skillets. Uh, I really like that. Just, you can cook everything under the sun, um, super efficiently, easy. And I'm such a big fan of that to like have that and to eat really quality food, like, well, I don't know if it's quality, but like good food, not just like mountain house. Like I I'm just, I, I really like that. I think it makes such a big difference on morale and just eating good. I think it's super important. Yeah. Heck yeah. And I, there's some good tabletop options that they have too. That's kind of the route we do have. Like Leah has one of those big camp chefs like you do. It's like a three burner. Yeah or a two burner, like, you know, has its own legs and everything. Uh, we've just, since we've been camping out of the, the trailer a lot, we've been looking at tabletop options and we got a, it's basically like a griddle. It's a big griddle from pit boss that runs off of the green propane canisters. Oh yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's pretty sweet too. It's basically two, like it's just one big skillet like top and then it has two burners. So you, like you can turn both sides on or just one side if you want. 
and we've been getting along with that really good. And then I just have like a little tabletop single burner that actually came with, um, gosh, remember those can cookers, like yes. the Seth Megan's yep. can cookers or whatever. Yep. We like, when I worked in Wyoming, we got one of those for a Christmas present or some shit. And it came with like a single burner propane, like a little tabletop single burner thing. And I still have that. And so we'll have like the griddle going and then we'll have the, like a single, that single burner with a pot on it. Nice. Like noodles or whatever the hell uh, you want to make. Like side dish. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. So that, that like setup has been pretty good for us, but you know, it's, we're only two people too. Um, I definitely think like if we're going to go, this is more so camping, but if we're camping where there's a lot of people, like we bring that big camp chef, just like you're talking yep. about. Yeah. And I think the cool thing is, is like, you can probably buy a camp chef for cheaper than you can buy a backpack stove. I think you can buy one for like a two burner, um, like with the legs. I mean, they're really pretty reasonable. Yeah. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I swear I, I don't know what, like 150, 200 bucks. I think you can get one. They're pretty reasonable. Maybe they're way more than that now. I don't know. They used to be pretty cheap, but they last forever. You really can't beat them. Um, no. as far as that stuff, I just, it's, it's really cool. Cause they really are pretty versatile and like to be able to cook. I, I think, man, I'm trying to think like on a, like what I would eat, like for meals, like, man, I really mix it up. Like, and it's everything under the sun, like all sorts of stuff, like from burgers to steaks. Um, I think Robbie cooked us. Uh, what did it, I think was it elk? I think it was elk tenderloin one night. Yeah. It was tenderloin is uh cash shot. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, but just mixing it up and having like that big variety, it's so nice to have that and like a good warm meal um, like that. It's, it really does change your attitude. In my opinion, I think it's such a big deal. Yeah. I mean like freeze dreads are, you know, easy, whatever, but yeah, oh my God, like I'm on, you know, my <laughs> 12th or 14th night of those things now. And I'm just like, okay. Gets, yeah. I'm mm. ready. It gets, I get looking forward to like the late season when I'm like doing like stuff out of the truck. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And those like, they're expensive too. It's so easy to do. Like, so what we've been doing is like the other night we made, like we made, we did a pulled pork. Like we just, you know, threw it in the pressure cooker or whatever and cooked it for a while and tore it apart and made sandwiches all the leftovers from that, like we just vacuum sealed into like two serving containers basically. And we vacuum sealed them and tossed them in the freezer. And like, when I leave tomorrow, I'll just grab like, gosh, I think we have like one kind of a stir fry type thing and a pulled pork and then like a spaghetti or something like that. And I'll just like grab those, toss them in the cooler. When we get in, in the evening, like you can take that that a uh, freezer bag meal basically and like put the whole thing in the bag like in some warm water and it'll warm the whole thing up like cut the bag off put it on paper plates and then you're throwing everything away too and you're not like washing stuff that's one thing that i found that i hate is like trying to wash dishes back there man me too jordan i'm such a like and i don't know call it, yeah i am such a like 
paper plates, like all that. It's so nice to not be like stressing about washing everything. And yeah, I love it. Yep. Well worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, one question we got quickly was, uh, what precautions do you take in Grizz country? Um, I guess just like from my perspective, doing stuff there, they say like, as long as you have food and stuff in like a hard sided vehicle or like a lockable container and like the Yeti coolers, they are technically supposed to be bear proof, but you have to lock with a padlock, both of the little holes Yep, that it has um, on it for it to be legal. Yep. And so I know for me too, another thing to like really keep in mind, like when I'm in Wyoming and stuff, keep your tent open when you leave for the day. I know it sounds so stupid, but like I tie like, so if I'm in, even in black bear country, you should literally like tie your tent open. I know that sounds so dumb and everybody, like a lot of people are like, why would you do that? And I have, I've had people ask me, but you don't want like, if that bear wants to get into your tent, he's going to get in there. It's better. He walks through an open door and rummages around and leaves than tearing your tent down while he's trying to get in there. I think that's like, when you leave for the day, I'm a big fan of doing that. Like if there's any chance that I think there's bears going to come around, I will always do that. Like just tie my tent open, leave it open so they can get in. I mean, it does make sense. Like you hear about people coming back and their, their tents just like shredded and the bear like went in, took a hot lap and came out and your tents shredded because of it. Yeah. And I think too, like in coolers, that's not like, I don't know. Uh, that's, it's nice. I, I have never, I'm going to be honest. I've never locked my coolers in bear country. I've never, I, I probably should. I usually just seal them up and I guess I've never really had an issue. I'm sure it probably could happen. Um, but that's something to really think about. I never really think about that, I guess. Um, but yeah, somebody, you should lock them up for sure. And to like, keep all your food in like in a hard sided cooler. Um, and the other thing I wanted to mention is like coolers. I, I bought these coolers, Jordan. I'm so impressed with them. They're called their lifetime coolers. They are so reasonably cheap, um, compared to like, I have a Yeti, um, man. And I honestly think, I'm, I'm super impressed with the ice retention. I'm super impressed. And they're actually, they have a spot for a lock on them too. Um, I think you can get them at, I don't know. I, they're, they're made in Utah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they're made in Utah. Um, I bought them, just found them at various sporting goods stores. They have all different sizes, but as far as the price, I am super impressed with them. They are awesome coolers. Um, and that's actually what I've been around. I've been using those for uh, the past couple of years and I've been super impressed with them. So that's another thing um, as far as like to be a little more set up on coolers. They're, they're great. They're really impressive. Awesome. Yeah. And like, if you need a lot of coolers, I mean, it's hard to drop a lot of money on Yetis all the time, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, the other, a couple other questions we had was like, first, when you're picking a spot and there's a lot of people around, like, is there any kind of etiquette you try to follow with like dealing with crowds or how close you're, you're camping to, to people? Um, Man, I try to stay, 
I sure try to stay away from people. Oh yeah. Um, I, I just don't, I don't know. I just feel, I really like to be kind of on my own and have, uh, like my camp a little more secure by itself. Um, man, I know there's some places uh, I've had people like in later season where it's kind of hard to get into places, you know, maybe the snow's super deep. One thing I do always think about when it's late, I have been snowed in before I have lost a wall tent um due to snow is like you really should think about can you get in like get this thing out um it should be something on your mind um no matter where you are like snow man i've got i give i know stories like i've been in arizona hunting uh late and been like literally snowed in in my wall tent like <laughs> roads impassable um, so it's something I think to think about, like when you're picking a camp location, um, I, I don't know, I, I err on the side of caution. I would rather be able to get my camp out and maybe have to drive 15 minutes further or 20 minutes further in my truck every morning, just to make sure, especially if you're in any kind of weather, I, I'm a big fan of that. Like just to make sure I can get out. You, you remember, um, where we were hunting a couple years ago with Robbie Jordan, yeah. those wall tents that were like clear up there, like, oh, way yeah. high. and man, like they're brave. Like, I, I mean, yeah, hopefully you, you can get it out, but man, I hate to be that horror story and lose like a couple thousand dollar tent just because I wanted to be, you know, sleep in for five minutes every morning or whatever. Yeah. You gotta be definitely got to be smart in some of those situations like that road that winded back up there where those wall tents were way at the top nasty well we were in there the next year and dude like if you want to slide off of a mountain that's the fastest way to do it in a vehicle yep was going up that thing oh it was freaky um but yeah i totally agree i try to like get sometimes you just cannot get off the road for sure. um, it's so hard to get off. That's what, even like early season, we've been dealing with that too, trying to like find a little spot to get off the road. Just probably depends what unit you're in and what the, you know, what the, you know, topography is like and what it's like off the roads. But um, yeah, trying to get away from people is always a good thing because of like security. And that was the the last question we have here is like, when you leave it for the weekend, do you do anything security wise? Like, do you take, do you try to take stuff with you or just even when you're gone for the day? Um, gosh, I think it was one like, thing, yeah, go ahead. Uh, one thing I do, and I've been doing this for oh, the past number of years. So I knew a guy that actually had a rifle stolen right out of his wall tent while he was hunting. Um, he had an extra rifle. It was It was in his tent, had it stolen right out of his tent. Um, I have been, I have been hanging a trail camera, um, at my camp. I have done that for a number of years now. I have tried to hang like a trail camera on the entrance exit of the tent, like, uh, or like of the campground or whatever I'm in just to try to, as a little bit of security, man, it's so weird because years ago, 
I felt like people, I don't know. I felt like people were a lot more respectful, but I hear more and more horror stories all the time of stuff getting stolen. I've basically come to the realization as like, I don't leave anything that I cannot go without. Um, I knock on wood, but I've been super lucky around here. Like I haven't had anybody mess with my stuff, but like, as far as, um like anything super valuable i definitely take with me i i usually always leave it like if i leave you know if i'm coming up like so camp and say look i'm gonna go up this weekend and then i'm gonna pull out go to work for a week and then go like next weekend i try to bring everything like a value home with me and i definitely don't leave anything of value why i'm gone for the day i just more and more horror stories all the time but i mean you have to be kind of you have to be pretty brave to go into somebody's tent oh, man or, you know, it's just, it's kind of a crazy thing, but there are guys that it's just, it's wild and it sucks that it's happening, but yeah. you hear stories and I don't know, that's kind of my take is I usually throw up that trail camera, um, just put it on a tree somewhere around there, or at least if something happens, hopefully at least I can try to make them famous on the internet, I guess, if I'm stolen, yeah. if stuff's stolen, but. Yeah, I heard uh, there was somebody in Arizona like two, three years ago that hung a trail camera up like on their camp and like came back and the whole camp was gone and they pulled cameras from it. And it was just like two people that looked like they should not be in the wilderness stealing somebody's camp and it going sucks upon it, you know? Yep. And it sucks. We deal with that, but it's like the reality of life i i just it sucks but it's definitely that is one if there's one downside of you know like a wall tent camp over a camp trailer or something is the securities it's definitely not it's like i don't know there's no real way to lock it you know there's really no way to no. like it's just one of those deals but at the same time you can get in a you can get in a very nice um wall tent camp for you know a few thousand bucks like and have be completely set up versus you know like a camp trailer that's gonna be i i don't know so i guess you kind of have to weigh out your options but it's one of those deals it sucks we have to deal with it but it is true and it's it's a great mm -hmm. question it's, it's it's something to think about for sure yep yeah i think just like you said don't leave anything that you don't you know want to live without one thing that we've done is like always put a uh like a hitch lock on a trailer yeah um, try to do that like i padlock the back door and the side door when we leave um i've used like bike locks a bit and like bike locked the um even if we're just gone for the day my generator i'll bike lock the generator to the frame of the trailer <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one and i do that yeah. too with on a i do that on a tree like, so I have a, yeah. a small trailer. I usually wrap it around a tree, a chain, I, or I will put it on my trailer too. Like, that's another thing. Yeah, for sure. Because a generator, how easy would that be to come into camp and grab that? Like, yeah. Quick. Oh, so easy. Yep. Yeah. So easy. And other than that, you just kind of roll the dice. Yeah, it's, it's just the reality of, I guess, like life and how it is. But I yeah. will say... In most of the Intermountain West, like in most places, I think people are pretty reasonable. Um, I mean, I really haven't had any issues uh, uh, of anything. I mean, I don't know. You have to be kind of crazy. Like as many people 
um, you know, passing around, especially if you're like off the side of a road, you got to be really brave to pull into somebody's camp and take stuff. So I guess I don't stress about it too much, but it's definitely something to think about for sure. Yep. Heck yeah. Well, man, I think we covered it pretty good. I mean, it just, you just kind of got a, one of those things you just kind of work kinks out as you go along and figure out what, uh, what works better and what doesn't. And the whole, you know, the big thing about doing a camper or a tent situation, like it's really, it's kind of tough. They're both different and they have their, their pluses and minuses, I guess. And one big thing for a wall tent you said was going in with like muddy feet and not having to worry about that portion of it, which is really nice. Um, but a camper, it seems like usually you can load up and be gone quicker. So just depends like yeah, it, what, what sure. your schedule is. Yep, for sure. Yeah. And like, and if you're trying to be mobile, um, yeah, it's super, it's, it's very, it's, it's a little more challenging, you know, to like, and I don't know. And I, I know for me, um, one thing I was going to say too, with like location, um, like with a wall tent, like if I'm in a brand new unit, like when I go down to like, um, let's say like, like for instance, a couple years ago, I was hunting Arizona. I really try to centrally locate my camp in that unit, fully intending planning that like, Hey, I'm going to be driving all through the unit, but I just set up my wall tents, like ready to rock and roll planning to, you know, drive around. But instead of like putting your wall tent way back in on some obscure road where you're say it, it doesn't pan out up there in that spot you pick that you're going to be traveling all that. And I think that's another important thing to like, think about just that late season, like just try to set up your tent, like, or, or whatever you are just in mind that you might have to be a little more flexible. Um, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Hell yeah. I totally agree with that. And it, um, gosh, not to go down another rabbit hole, but that's why you have the side-by-side you have. And yeah. uh, that's why I have the side-by-side that I have now. Um, no, and that, and it's, but I, I think, and like, and it all really does boil down to like being comfortable and just hunting as hard as you can and like trying to keep yourself as comfortable as you can in those late season, you know, in that snow, all that stuff. Like it's so important. It really does keep you, you're just so much better off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of want to wrap this up too with like, this is like, this is what we do. Like you more so than me of even like, how many days you're spending out in the field, like scouting, hunting, like this is what you do. So pouring money into this stuff, it's like, it makes sense. Cause it's what you do. If, um, if you're just, you know, you do one week a year, like price stick to like the, the lower end of things or like the more, I don't want to say more compact, but just like, you know, go the wall tent route. Um, yeah type of a deal i don't know i agree and like honestly i think one thing i wanted to say too is like i think like it sounds like super expensive um to get into it like a wall tent and you look at the prices and stuff but really i mean i think any hunter should probably have in their arsenal like you should have like a wall tent um even if you are like a I, I, I just, I think no matter who you are, you should, you can find good deals on them. Like 
used wall tents like i see them i know like on local classifieds to wherever you live it seems like there's always somebody like selling a wall tent for a good deal and i mean if they're taken care of and like the canvas is taken care of and dried out and properly stored i mean man they'll last for i mean years i know there's some families that have been using the same wall tent for years i mean there's even army surplus options like there's so many options so no matter what price point or what your like trying your budget is i think you can make it work and still be comfortable it's not like you have to spend an arm and a leg to go like on these late season hunts or to be super comfortable um yeah i just i, I think there's a lot of options that people don't really think about and man when i see somebody in some little crappy tent freezing to death they're not hunting. They're not being efficient. You, you don't want to be that guy. Like, it's just, it's not fun. It's not, it, it's, you're not going to do yourself any favors. Mm-mm. No. And just to, I, I keep bringing up Davis 10, but that's what I use. So it's just what I default to, but this antelope package that I've got, uh, you're looking at basically 18, I would say 1900 bucks to two grand. Depending on what you're doing, that's a 12 by 15. Good for two people in a stove. Uh, with that, like, you know, you're 1900 bucks. You're getting like the tent itself, the, you know, all your, um, gosh, your, your internal frame kit. You're getting a stove with that. Um, you're getting a three quarter detached vinyl floor and you're getting, uh, canvas like tent bags and and pole bags and bags to put all that stuff in so i mean yeah they're not that bad for yeah and i mean and dave and i'm pretty sure too you can even buy and like you don't even you could even just buy like the canvas part of the tent and if you know if you have a buddy that's an electrician they could even like you can buy the corner kits i think like there's so many options of like cheapen it up and like you could cut your own conduit um i know that's kind of a pain but i i i actually did it years ago i didn't have tons of money and i i like put together so i bought a tent um just the canvas and then i bought like the corner pieces so basically all you're doing is buying all the corners and then i cut my own and i think davis actually recommends doing that anyway is just to save money on like shipping so yep. you can just go to any electrical wholesale place and they will cut you i think is it, it's called emt conduit i'm pretty sure i think that's what it is i I'm think not so they told one of my buddies just to go to home depot <laughs> yeah yeah, there were yeah. an electrical. Yeah, and you can get your conduit cut. So there's like so many options to save you money. I know, I know some uh, people around here too. They actually go. They they use like an old wood burning stove that like come out of a house inside their wall tent just to save money. Like there's just so many options. There there's so many ways that you can do this for way more reasonable and not spend a fortune. And then. Man, if you want to bring, you know, the wife, kids, um, people that maybe I like you really can go out and hunt late season stuff when it's miserable and be way more comfortable and like actually enjoy the whole experience instead of like freezing to death. I, I don't know. It's just it's all about the effort you put in it. And just like a few pieces of gear can like really make the hunt. Oh, man. Yep. Absolutely. 
Well, thanks, Travis. Anything yeah, else you, you want to lead off? It's always good to talk. So yeah. Perfect. 